What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, developed by Treyarch and Raven Software, published by Activision. And Caleb, why don't you go ahead and tell me what your thoughts were on this game that was coming out? Um, You know, I'm, I've never been into the Black Ops games themselves. Yeah. So, like, that, uh, I guess that wasn't a real big thing for me um i debated for quite a while on whether or not i would actually get it because at the time you know i was i was playing modern warfare i was big into Warzone, but i've never really cared for the black ops style of gameplay and everything like that so i just uh i don't know i i like i wasn't really looking forward to it per se but it wasn't something that i was like i'll never play this <laughs> <laughs> um so i i did end up buying it i've never played through the campaign i uh only played a little bit of the multiplayer i played the zombies because that was one of the big things that i've loved yeah uh, it was the zombies um and i played you know of course when they incorporated it into Warzone. I played that and I, I, I do enjoy that because again, it's, it's more of the modern warfare style gameplay mm -hmm. just with the black ops weapons. So that's kind of cool, but we'll, we'll get into more of those problems, um, a little bit later, but yeah, like for me, it just wasn't something that I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I was just kind of like, Oh, <laughs> another fucking black ops game. Now, our buddy, of course, he was like, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I was just like, you're fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Um, so, yeah, I wasn't wasn't on my radar. It's no secret. I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. Um, you know, the single player stuff, which is typically what I like to go for, stuff with really good story. The stories are always kind of um, second burner, second, third, fourth, fifth burner. Uh, I always feel that the campaigns of these games are, are more about set pieces and then having a way to, in, you know, connect the, all those set pieces together. So, you know, they'll say, hey, we want to have a really cool helicopter flying section. Okay, cool. How can we incorporate that into the story? Or, you know, hey, we want to put somebody in a, you know, we want to have them control a drone or take control of the guns on a C-13 or whatever it is. I forget the designation. Yeah. Um, you know, for the, the you know, from a, an airplane and then you can shoot the guns out of the side or something, right? It, that, like, that's how I always felt. There was, there was a story and it was usually something kind of simple of like bad person doing bad thing. But yeah, I, so I wasn't super excited about this. I did play... Sorry, I kind of laughed because... <laughs> Isn't that every story? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's just it. It's yes, your your story can be as simple as bad guy doing bad thing, but then the question is is that can you keep me engaged in said story, you know? And I I oh god, I I kept thinking it and I don't mean this as an offense, but I always feel feel like these are more like masturbatory kind of things about you know, hey, we're going to put you in a helicopter and then you can shoot from the gun on the side of it. And people who are super excited to do that. Great. 
I'm glad you get to fulfill that, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same thing, right? If I want to feel like being a pirate, I'm going to go play a pirate game or something. So, but again, I always feel like it's just, it's a little over the top, I feel like. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's the idea is that. I think it is, man. Like, look at like action movies. Yeah. They're over the top, but we get enthralled by them. We get into them. We well, want to be them. However, you do have two different kinds of action movies, right? You've got an action movie like John Wick. John Wick is an action movie, but it's also a very good, well-done movie. It's got a solid story, solid acting. It, it makes sense. Then you have something like Last Action Hero, which is an action movie, but it's pretty campy. So it's kind of designed not, that way. Not from the 80s. That was the shit back in the 80s. Well, in the 80s, that was what they were doing. But Last Action Hero is in an 80s movie. That was a movie that was making fun of those movies. And it was I thought it was an 80s movie. No. When, when did Last Action Hero come out? Uh, Last Action Hero came out in 1993. Okay, that's, pretty, that's still pretty close. But it's, it's not... It's not 80s. And, and well and even it's that, still okay. the same style, man. Right. We're not we're, you're right. comparing John Wick, which right. is done in late 2000s, early 2010, right? Okay. Die Hard, 1988. That is not a dumb action movie. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'll I'll give you that. But there like there's a lot of things with Die Hard, like minimal budget, Bruce Willis was not an action hero actor at that time. He was a rom-com mm -hmm. actor yeah. that was trying to break into action movies. There, There's so many little things in that movie that are just god-awful. The SWAT's running towards the house, and you see this black guy, and he's running, and he's running through thorn bushes, and they prick him, and he goes, ow! <laughs> like... I get your point with that one, but I, I there's a lot more that it's not a high budget movie. It, it would, in my mind, it would be like John Wick and Rambo. Well, yeah, like those are action movies. Yes, and neither one of them. Like I, I think Rambo's kind of campy now, but granted, back then that was a badass fucking action movie. Exactly, but. You're, you're, yeah, I don't, I don't see the comparison between that and Die Hard. Die Hard's not an action. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I used to be on your side and now I'm not anymore. And there's really like only one piece that applies to it. If you, if you set the movie at any other time than Christmas, can it still work? If the answer is yes, it's not a Christmas movie. So Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie. It could be a summer break movie. It could be a summer blockbuster because they don't have to be traveling because because it's Christmas, they could be traveling for any reason. Hell, you could technically make it a Valentine's Day movie if they go on a trip for Valentine's Day. I don't think you could. Because some of the complications that they meet during the movie, they wouldn't be able they wouldn't meet during other times of the year. The the snow stopping them from being able to fly, you wouldn't meet during Valentine's Day necessarily. But like you get what I mean? There yes. there are certain things that are plot points in the movie that the parents had to overcome because of the fact that it was Christmas time. It's a heavily traveled time of the year. Mm -hmm. There are certain seasonal restrictions, mm -hmm. stuff like that. There, I, I think there's that that's a debate that could be had that, that this podcast is not <laughs> for. Right. Of course, you choose the two movies that I happen to know actually a lot about. I will agree with you with Die Hard, though. That is one. Yes, it could have taken place in a freaking middle of summer mm -hmm. and... 
could have been in spring yeah it doesn't matter it does it, it literally zero effect on that movie yeah at all we digress so yeah so i played the first black ops i thought it was kind of fun it was nice to go back to the 70s and be in vietnam i thought that was kind of fun so I had a little bit of struggle trying to get this to get this this new one, the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I had was having some issues. I, I was downloading this and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 at the same time, and I was having issues with that. So I was afraid going into this one I was going to have similar issues. Yeah, because I was seeing similar comments after my my problems with Modern Warfare. Really, when I went to this one, I was seeing similar stuff. Oh shoot! Low review score on the X in the Xbox Store, saying that the people were having problems with it. Fortunately, I was able to at least be able to play this one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, I wasn't super stoked about it, but because I had played Black Ops, I was like, all right. I, and, you know, it's called Cold War. So clearly I know that it's going to be set late 70s, early 80s kind of time period. And it was it was what I was expecting it to be. Um, so, yeah, so wasn't, you know, 100 percent into it, but I wasn't totally against it. Okay. Um. So and then so just you know I mean, we'll just jump right into it, right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's a first person shooter. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> like we discussed with Modern Warfare. This game it, it was primarily built for multiplayer. Mm -hmm. So the storyline that we do have, we're kind of lucky to have. Yeah. In, in my mind, realistically. So hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. But you played through the storyline. I did not. So let's start there. What did you do? You end up playing through and you're tracking down these two guys. And, and really, it's um, it ba it's based on the um, Iran hostage crisis. So there's two targets, um, Kasim and Arash, and you're, you're going after them and you're trying to get them. And, you know, so you realize that once you capture them, that they are, um, uh, they are working with a man using the code name Perseus. Yeah. And you find out that Perseus is, is planning something kind of big and you need to stop it. That's the general gist. Okay. You then are given, uh, the ability to create a character. That's new for your, for, who you will be playing most of the time. And the reason I say most of the time is because there's a couple instances where you play as other people. Okay. Throughout the campaign. So you can, you can pick your first name. You can pick your last name. You can pick your gender. You can pick your country of origin. You can pick, um, what secret service, uh, outfit you work for agency or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. CIA, MI6 or the KGB. Um, so, because I was kind of in a mood when I started this, based on my problems with Modern Warfare, I kind of unfairly went into this one with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Okay. The chip was soon filled, um, but it didn't change my overall opinion on this. So because I kind of was like, I'm going to have fun with this, right? So I made myself an Australian female who, who worked for MI6. Okay. And I used that as the backdrop of how much can I break all of the continuity and it starts off with like with the main guy of the team um adler okay and he's like hey bell bell is your call sign hey bell you remember that time we were in vietnam and i immediately went pretty sure there weren't any female australian mi6 members in vietnam that i'm aware of could be wrong it's a spy agency i know right 
So that was kind of funny to me. And I just had similar thoughts like that along the way. Yeah. So you go back to Vietnam and you do some stuff there. And like any sort of single player first person shooter game, right? I mean, every level unlocks more information about what you're doing. And you find out that Perseus um, is um, basically stealing codes Mm -hmm. to detonate all of these nuclear warheads that the Americas had spread around all of Western Europe. Okay. You know, this was like, it was some sort of project. They moved these in there for defense purposes. They kept it super, super hush hush. And now this guy is going to get codes and he's going to detonate them. So you, you're chasing after him and you're trying to, to stop him. to stop him. There's a point in the mission where you have to infiltrate um, a Russian like building mm. full of military people. And Adler's like, you and I are going to go because I can do all the talking and you're the one with like the expertise that we need for this. Okay. So, of course, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what expertise do I actually bring? But whatever. Um, And then, you know, you get there. And then the first thing that happens is is the guy starts talking to you and you answer him. So now my thought process is pretty sure this guy's going to think it's kind of weird that this Australian is speaking (laughs) Russian to him. Because I would have an accent, I would think. Maybe. I mean, I guess if we really want to. If we break it down, like. You can fake accents. Yeah, but and maybe that's what you do. I don't know. I just was like, well, why why set it up that he's going to do all the quote unquote talking if I now have to do some of this stuff too? I yeah, don't understand. Yeah, to talk. Yeah, so whatever. Then you continue on and you find out that you are actually, you actually used to work for Perseus. Oh. And one of those guys at the beginning, Arash, he yeah. actually tried to kill you because he was afraid that you were stealing his spotlight. So he shoots you. You get found by Adler and his team and his team members. There's there's Mason. There's Woods. There's an MI6 lady named Park. Um, there's another guy, Lazar. Yeah, Lazar. Um, and so they find you and then they brainwash you and basically turn you from a Russian, a Soviet um intelligence operative and they turn you over to their side and they're basically just using you and they go through this really cool montage where it's like you know we have work to do is the trigger trigger phase and you go through this kind of psychedelic mission where you have to relive um these points and kind of re-go through your 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 fake training. Yeah. So basically you're in, you know, so he's like, okay, so tell us the story about when you're in Vietnam and you fall out of the chopper and you pick up an M16. Well, I went over and I picked up like an MP5 or something. And the guy was like, or maybe it was a different kind of gun. And then you shot all the Viet Cong people. So I started shooting at all the people. And then I run along and he goes, you came to a bunker and there's two forks and you went to the right towards the waterfall. And then you do that for so long. And then it like resets. But when it resets, it's no longer Viet Cong you're fighting. It's Adler. It's just like a hundred of him. Yeah. And you're shooting at him. And you go through this whole thing where you go over and over and over again. Okay. And then at the very end, you are given a choice where you can either side with the Americans or pretend to side with the Americans. Okay. I decided to side with the Americans because I figured that was going to give me the quote unquote good ending. Yeah. You know, obviously we just know how this is going to all play out. Right. 
I'm siding with the Americans. The Americans are going to stop the bombs going off. That's a good thing. So at this point, you do know, though, that they brainwashed you. Yes, you get out of that sequence. And there's a whole like, you know, there's a couple of dialogue options as they're talking to you that you could be like, how could you do this? This is immoral. And, you know, uh, I can't believe you guys would do this to me. And then it's like, well, do you want to side with them or do you not want to side with them? And it's pretty much a clear cut choice. Like you do one of the two things. Air B, which I always hate in video games. Yeah, it's like there's no middle ground of like, fuck you, I'm not doing anything now. I don't give a crap. Go solve this yourself. Even then, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if it's better disguised in video games, like here's your A, B, or C choice. But like you read one and you don't really know if it's A or B. Yeah. You know, but it, it is like, well, this is how I would feel. And so you choose that one. You find out, well, it's B. Mm -hmm. You don't side with the Americans. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, I feel like those kind of choices are more impactful. No. But like, this is partly prejudice because ever since Mass Effect 3, <laughs> basically giving me the A, B, and later on C choice, I'm kind of like, <laughs> no yeah <laughs> this is basically they're, they're like tell us where he's going to go to to set off the signal that's going to detonate all, all the, the bombs and it's like you can either tell him the truth or you can lie and tell them to go somewhere else like those are your two options okay so it's that's pretty clear yeah cut and dry yeah um so i yeah so yeah so we go to the place where the guy is and basically what we have to do is just level the whole area but we can't do it until we take out two aa guns so how do you know because he told me like during the flashback oh, okay. part of the flashback is you're sitting at a table and he's like once we do this stuff for operation green light is what it was called when the americans moved all the nukes into western europe he goes um you know once we get the codes to set off all the nukes we will do so, so from this location Solo solovica or something like that okay so you know where it is, so you can tell them where it is, which is what I did. You go there. There's two AA guns that you have to take out before the planes can come in and do the bombing. <laughs> and so you start off in that little area, right? You go run up to the first one. You hold the button down. You put the C4. You run away, and it blows up. Yay, good job. Now you go for the second one, right? Yeah. So I, I go for the second one. They it, they were really generous. They put a, a minigun um, kind of like right at the last stage. And so you pick it up and you just start laying waste all the bad guys and you're spraying everything. Well, me being me, there's a timer going. It's a minute that you have to complete this. And I was like, I just, I know I just have to run up there and put the C4 on. Like, I don't really need to do anything more than that. I bet you that's going to be the thing that ends the level because once the bomb is there and it blows up, like then the people are going to come in with the carpet bombs. So it makes sense, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I kill a few guys and I run up there and I'm getting shot and I was like, whatever, I don't care. And so I hold down the button to put the C4. And just as that action is finishing, I actually get killed. So my screen goes gray for a second and then it goes black. Nice. But then I hear, oh, the bombs are incoming. We got to get out of here. And then silence. And I'm just looking at a black screen. Yeah. And then I hear Adler going, Bell, we're, we're, we're looking for you. Where are you? And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like under debris and, you know, they'll take it off. And no, I hear them moving metal. I still have a black screen. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we did it. We're safe. Everything is good. Okay. Black screen. Black screen still. Nice. You go through the final cut scene. That's basically like, we didn't get Perseus. He ran away, but we stopped the nukes from going off and everybody's fine. And then they're like, well, what about Bell? Hmm. 
And then, right? So then that cut, then that video basically ends and I still have a black screen and I hear Adler and he's like, ah, oh, isn't the Arctic weather so nice? You can really breathe here. And I want to thank you. You made two sacrifices. Um, you know, you made, you made one, um, that, that wasn't your choice, but you made one that was your choice. And I'm really proud of, and I'm really glad that we did this and da, 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 da. And I feel really, really bad. And I don't want, I want you to know this isn't personal, but that you have to make another choice. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then I just heard, which is like the slow-mo music for anybody who's played a call of duty game. Yeah. Typically there's a point where you like kick open a door and everything slows down. So you can kind of like work through the room and kill the specific people that you need to usually missing a hostage of some sort. Yeah. Sometimes it is just clearing the room, but you like, you know, that sound of when time slows down in a call of duty game. Right. Yeah. So I heard that sound and I'm like, Oh God, I hope I'm not supposed to be doing something because I still have a black screen. Then I hear a gunshot and then the credits roll. So I actually had to go onto YouTube and actually watch everything that happens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And basically, yeah, Adler's standing there and he's like, uh, you have to make the sacrifice. And he draws his gun to point it at you and you draw your gun and point it at him. And then you hear the gunshots and then screen fades to black. And that is the good ending. So it's very ambiguous about what actually happened to my character. Yeah. Um, you know, I... You were talking about one of our mutual friends before I actually was talking to him about it a little bit. And he did come up with some theories, just like you said, you know, he was like, well, yeah, they just programmed you not to have an Australian accent, you know, or I, I was, I or, was actually kind of thinking when you said brainwash, I'm like, there, there you go. Like all of these continuity issues that mm -hmm. you have right there, they immediately like get away with why do you speak perfect russian yes because you're russian because i'm technically russian yeah yeah like and and i think that i would have had more appreciation for that tactic if things had if things had been different okay it just <laughs> let's just say that they're like bell you're a defector you came from the soviet union leave it at that you find out that you were actually weren't a defector, but that you were manipulated, but you were manipulated because not Perseus is second in command, but Perseus himself. Like, why should I be mad at Perseus for something he didn't do? Yeah. You know, you didn't put me and and maybe because you wanted to have that ambiguousness where you could go with either side. Yeah. But like, I don't know, the whole thing just left a weird taste in my mouth. And I and watching the videos for the different endings, I kind of wish that I had picked the different ending because one of the endings is so satisfying where basically you tell them to go to the wrong place. You get to the wrong place. You send a code to Perseus and there's an ambush waiting and then you get to go through and fucking kill all of the members of your team. Like, and it like, like when you kill them, it slows down time and it goes like cinematic camera and shows them wow. getting killed. Oh, it was beautiful. I was like, if I, if I wasn't done with it, if I wanted to do, do it again, I would have done it this way, but yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was it. So like, it gives you technically three different ways of ending the game. So you, the good ending, you stop the nukes from going off. Bad ending one, you help Perseus, you kill the members of your team and he sets the nukes off. Well, other quote unquote bad ending is you tell the team to go to the wrong place, but you don't send a signal yeah. to Perseus. And so it's just you and the team there and then they kill you and walk away. And those are your three endings. So, yeah. 
it was like I said, it, I don't know. I, I like, it didn't grab me. I didn't care. Part of what I don't it like. It felt wanting basically. Yeah. Like part of it is that I understand right in scenarios where it's like, um, you know, like you're living a reliving a memory. Yeah. You know, where they're like, oh yeah, you're back in Vietnam. What's going on? Okay. Yeah, sure. You crash in a helicopter. You're not going to have, you know, your spe- maybe your specific gear that you necessarily want. Okay. But in all these other missions that I'm doing technically in quote unquote present day, why can't I have a loadout? Why can't I build, you know, my, my loadout the way that I want to, you know, give me an option of different guns. I can start the levels with that are, like I said, in present day where it would make sense where it's like, you're this black bag operator. Uh, I can tell you they didn't do that in modern warfare either. Like you basically started off the level with whatever loadout yeah. and then throughout the level you could pick up other guns and, and stuff like that and kind of customize it a little bit mm-hmm. but you know only so much whatever whatever weapons were in the level you didn't get to start off with your own loadout now let me ask you this in all of the multiplayer stuff can you customize your your gear yeah you get loadouts and then you can you then you can even take those loadouts and like if you have the m4a1 which is it's a weapon that's in both modern warfare and black ops um you can then modify that weapon with attachments and different perks and and stuff like that and um then you know add that to your loadout and then customize your secondary weapon you have that, then you have a non-lethal pr- um, throwing, and then a lethal one, and then you have three perks. Mm. That's normally your your loadout options in multiplayer. So I get like not having perks because perks aren't going to make a difference in a single player campaign. Although they do technically give you perks because when you create it, I picked a perk that was like I have an additional twenty five percent health, and I start every mission with one extra mag of, of, am- of ammo. Those would be perks, yeah. So so if they're bringing in the perks, because I didn't even think about this until now, if they're bringing in the perk system for that aspect of it... Well, I'll tell you, the perk system in the multiplayer, you don't have anything that gives you 25% extra health. You do have a perk that will allow you to, like, that weapon will have max ammo. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll have your full ammo capacity for that weapon. Um, and that's a weapon specific perk, but then you have like character perks like tracker Mm -hmm. where it shows you the footsteps of an enemy that's nearby. Or like if somebody's running around close by and you're, it's, they're not like, they're not like super old, you know, Yeah, you can see their footsteps and then you can follow the footsteps or like, um, there's like ghost. So you can't be seen on radar. And then there's cold blooded. So you can't be picked up in like a thermal scope, Mm -hmm. right? Like they would see, it would basically be grayscale and you can, you can see a target moving. It makes it a little bit more difficult, not impossible, a little bit more difficult, but it's not a thermal image of them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those are the perks that you kind of get in um, multiplayer, which yeah, in a single player environment, depending on how you built the AI system, those are useless, you know? Yeah. Cause like right. an enemy seen through a thermal scope. Well, and you're not even going to have a thermal scope, you know, like back in the eighties and the seventies yeah. and stuff. So that's why I, I thought it was kind of weird that they would let you pick these perks that affect your, your, your player in the campaign. 
but then wouldn't give you the option to be like, hey, we're going out on a mission right now. Go pick your gear. So you could go pick your rifle and your sidearm and the attachments you want on that. Yeah. You know, and like, so especially if you got the character customization. Exactly. Like if you customize your character, then yeah, I, I could see you customizing your loadout for like that kind of instance. Especially since it's it's already there. They already do it in the multiplayer part of it. Or yeah, it's it is kind of built out. Yeah. So yeah, so like so again, right? It it felt and maybe it's just me, you know, like it felt too on rails. It was just a series of go well, that's that's how the first the modern warfare felt yeah. to me. You 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 basically here's your next mission. This is what's going on and then you you start it up and you're already in the environment and you have your loadouts and it's go to this target, eliminate it, go to this target, eliminate it, go to this target, disarm it, go to this target, eliminate it, go to this target to for evac. And it was it, that's all it was was just basically a series of run throughs of mm-hmm. like okay, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. There was no like open world freedom in it, but it's not supposed to be, I guess. Like it's very linear. Yeah, I mean, you know, like so I, I I've said it before, right? Me me and the the other half are playing through Halo right now because she, she's getting more into video games, and I wanted her to experience it. Halo is very linear. Linear. There is no weapon customization, you know. But I think the game just it just has more like heart to it, maybe. Like, I don't know exactly how to phrase, like, what is the difference between Halo and Call of Duty, right? They are both storyline. They're both first person shooters, but I just, I feel more of a connection to Halo and I feel like Halo tells a better story. It's the storyline. That's, that's the big difference. In Halo, you're an epic. In Call of Duty, you're a sidekick. And maybe that's why I liked Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> that's that's a title for you. Yeah. That's why I think I liked that one the most, because at least that one had fun set pieces. Yeah. You know, I still remember, you know, you're climbing up the side of a, of a frozen mountain and then you escape on a snowmobile or you're running through the houses. It's epic. Yeah. Like there was seems more it's to epic. it. This didn't I like I never felt that in this. There yeah, was... and think about think about Halo. Oh yeah. Right? Like you're Master Chief. You are Master Chief. And at the in that, you're the only Master Chief. Like or... that's where it makes you feel like you are this elite Spartan soldier that is an expert in all areas <laughs> of combat designed and trained for the sole purpose of eliminating the covenant like you're elite you're epic and even in odst where you don't play a spartan and you don't specifically play master chief you are just a normal orbital drop shock trooper you like there's still cool stuff about it with the night vision and the silenced weapons you know there was that more commando I, I, but I think even then, by but the even, time that ODST came out, you were invested. Well, I mean, there's also that too, yeah. Like, I think if you would have just played ODST without playing any of the other Halo games, I still think it would have been a good game, but would it have been as epic? Well, no. And, and you know, granted, it was, it, you know, like it had the, the, the different ways that you could complete the story based on where you wanted to go and stuff like that. I figured that that is so, yeah, like I just like, you know, in this one, none of like, I remember being in Vietnam. I remember running along the rooftops to capture 
you know, capture a guy. Yeah. But like none of it felt epic. None of it felt really great. You know, I mean, like the coolest part that I experienced was you're 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 starting off and you have to assault this frozen base, basically. And there was just like a little plateau and there was about six or seven guys scattered. And I just, you know, went along and just shot them all with my sniper rifle. Yeah. And that well, was it. And I'm, I'm kind of I'm thinking about it and I'm kind of wondering, like, think about the storyline of the game. You're not necessarily a defector. Mm. You're a ho- or a prisoner yeah. that has been altered, basically. Yeah. You, you've been hypnotized. You're not put in charge of anything. You're not leading a team. You're not making your own decisions. Everything was pre-planned. You're being manipulated. You're being used. Like playing through a storyline like that and then when it kind of uncom all comes unraveling and you find out all of this mm. it's not like from what you were basically saying you basically find out about it and then it's like okay make your final choice yeah like you don't get time to play through that character and go well do i really want to help these people out or do i not you know is this has this changed my world view during that whole time that little phrase that they're using what was it um there's work to be done we've got work to do we've got work to do um like as soon as that trigger phrase is said you're you're just a mindless zombie at Mm. that point think about that like you have to incorporate that somehow in the storyline and actually make the player feel that way so when that big reveal happens you go oh Right? Yeah. But that kind of makes for shitty gameplay. Yeah. You're not in charge of anything. You're not making any big decisions. You're not really, like, you're not in control. Like, from the very get-go, I think the concept of the storyline strips you, as the player, of control. Yeah. And you kind of feel it. Like, because I'm I'm, I'm thinking back, like, Modern Warfare. That's one that I played. You Mm. weren't, if you want to know why listen to our previous one um about modern warfare but uh like in that i am a sidekick you know you play alex you're not in charge Mm -hmm. like you're kind of like second in command but you're you're still a sidekick but there's a lot of missions where you're the guy Mm -hmm. you're the one leading it you're the one running through it you're the one you know you're you may not you're you're still taking your orders from somewhere which let's be real here it's the military. Yeah. You're still taking your orders from somewhere. I don't give a crap if you're a five-star general. Like, yeah, to a certain extent, you're still taking your orders from somewhere. And so with that in mind, like, but in this one, they put you sl- so far down on that totem pole that you can't be left alone. If they can't say the trigger phrase to you, then you can't go through and do that. Um, granted, I I didn't play through it, so it's kind of what I I would be interested that like you said as you were going through that, you know, like I feel like there should have been certain hints that have been dropped in. You know, he says the trigger phrase, and as I'm going through and killing enemies, the uh, you said Adler's face pops up on everybody, or is it? Um, it yeah, when or, you're yeah, when you're going through the section, um, where they're 
they're revealing it. And yeah. You're reliving your time, quote unquote, in Vietnam. Yeah. One of the run throughs, all the enemies end up looking like Adler. But he's your he's your he's like he, he's, he's your boss. Yeah. He's the he's yeah. He's the boss of the, the unit. OK. So like even then, if they were like looking like um the, the Perseus guy. Yeah. Like if a little glitch would happen and you would see the Perseus's face pop up on one of the soldiers or something you know kind of like that old 80s style like if you're gonna go campy go campy yeah don't try and be an action movie with campiness it doesn't work no but like if you're gonna go campy go campy i think that would have worked in it i think i would have been more immersed in like the what the fuck was that why did that enemy just like glitch out is that something wrong with the game or is it supposed to happen yes and then when the big reveal happens you go oh fuck yes like holy shit now you're a little bit more invested because you're not necessarily invested in the aspect of not having control you're invested in the aspect of what the fuck is happening to me yeah i that's a great way of putting it i felt like i was just being led around on a leash and I was just reacting to the stuff that was going on around me, but without dropping hints. Drawing you in. Yeah. And I mean, they try to do it by being, you know, like, obviously they, they do a nice little reel of every time he said, we've got work to do. Um, and then like, it's you sitting down at computers and, you know, they're like, you sat down at a computer and understood Russian. And I was, and I was like, yeah, if I'm a part of this team wouldn't i know how to like if i could speak russian i should be able to read it too so their quote unquote, yes and no but yeah but like their reveal like didn't fuel the the oh my god i'm actually a captive who's been brainwashed it was like yeah you sat down at a computer and you read russian okay well i i mean if i work in counterintelligence that makes sense to me yeah like I like it does do it. it really does so that like that doesn't make any especially sense. if the enemy you're going up against is russian yeah <laughs> like um what yeah. <laughs> no i could i could see the confusion in that like yeah i i guess it, just hearing about it i think there would have been a couple of things that i would have done differently i think there would have been different ways to drop that in to draw you in as a player so you wouldn't have felt as useless but i i feel like i would have just been like this is kind of lame and they're just trying to show off some of these new features and everything but the storyline really doesn't matter mm. and that's where i will give props to modern warfare the story it felt like the storyline mattered yeah it really did like um but in this one just it it, it was kind of like oh everybody was impressed with modern warfare storyline let's throw in a storyline <laughs> Like, I don't, I, I know a lot of the Call of Duty games have them. Um, I, I, I think there's only like one that doesn't have a single player storyline to mm. it. Maybe. I don't know. Again, I, I didn't play a lot of them. Yeah. Right. Like, I remember playing like the World War II Call of Duty way back when. And then it was Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. Like, boom. And uh, that then it was nothing. <laughs> nothing and then i they went we're re-releasing modern warfare and i went okay <laughs> and i jumped back in that train but like yeah so i i don't know a whole lot about them but we said at the very beginning of this it's mainly multiplayer yeah and like you know so right back to your point about ways that they could have you know maybe helped with like a little bit of mental intrigue when you you uh infiltrate that soviet 
building, mm-hmm. which I guess, you know, it's it's the KGB headquarters. Yeah. So when you infiltrate that, it would have been cool if like it starts off because it starts off with you playing as a double agent and you have to go around and you have to like they're like, oh, yeah, we're all, we're getting close to finding who the double agent is. And so you have to like take evidence that you're the double agent and then frame somebody else or you can go and you can get an, an old access card from one person and you can make it into an access card that works to get into the bunker down below because that's what Adler and Bell are coming to do. So you've got this thing where you're, you know, you're this double KGB operative. Uh-huh. You know Adler and Bell are coming in to infiltrate the building and you've got to take care of all this stuff to help them get in. Yeah. Well, and once you get in, you as Bell are carrying a case like a duffel bag full of weapons. And then you go through like a metal detector and then this double agent comes and is like, "Oh, I'll inspect the bag." Yeah, cool. Everything is good. But if at that point somebody had been like, you remind me of a woman that we used to have working for us, or you're a woman that I've seen before, you know, like you look similar, right? Like that would have been another really great opportunity. Well, even when you were saying that, as you're the double agent going through evidence here, information there, you see the connections you, you're like, yeah, you see like, even if it's just a, a minor image of, you and you think the person in the background is Perseus or like there's the shoulder of them. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. You You know, like there's, there's loads of stuff that you could have done in that interaction to pull the character in of something's up here. Why am I in this picture with him? Even if it was a full fledged picture of you standing right next to Perseus. Yeah. Like, well, why am I in that picture? And and I, I really do like it. And I think this may have been the moment that I finally, like turned on the game is once you're done being um, the guy's name is Belikov. He's the double agent. Yeah. Um, Once you are done doing everything as Belikov and you go down, you like open a door and Adler and, and Bell are there Mm -hmm. and you could see Adler. Now I said that you could create a character, but that is literally all you do. I didn't pick what my face looked like or what my hair looked like. It's literally just name, you know, first name, last name, agency you want to work for, country of origin, and stuff like that. And then those perks. So when Bell steps out, totally in black, and then the camera, like, goes, whoo, and, like, flies out of Belikov, turns around, and then goes into Bell from behind. And now you're controlling Bell. And I was like, You guys didn't have a better idea than this, huh? Because I have to think of it as like a movie. You could have cut scenes. You could have you could have changed it to where the door's opening. It sees Adler, and then it cuts to you walking through the metal detector behind Adler. Yeah, like there. Yeah. It, what? Yeah. It just, <laughs> it just it just it and it and it goes back it it goes back to what you know one uh, one of the things that we like to say a lot is. If I'm playing a game and it makes me think of another game that I'd rather be playing, that's not a good sign. And it was pretty much at this point that I was like, man, I miss Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare 2. Like, I had such fun with that one. Yeah. Because the set pieces are grandiose and they're fun. Like, I love that sequence when the when the Soviets are dropping in and you're in that town and you're running through houses, clearing rooms and stuff. And you know, you, you, you can get up into a house and you can shoot down on the street and then you're down in the street and you see guys running the house and you chase them in there, you know, and there's tanks all over the street. Like to me, that was just 
so much more fun. And I like this just felt heartless. Yeah. You know, like like an just, afterthought. Yeah, like they literally just slapped together an idea and and who knows, maybe because I don't play all the others, maybe this guy shows up in in other stuff. Um, or you know, maybe the story is interconnected with different games and I'm just not aware of it. But, you know, I mean, if we have, if we look at this game as a standalone game, it makes no sense. Like, like what do you get out of playing the single story campaign, the single player campaign story in this game? Like, is it cooperative? Um, honest. Could you, could you play it cooperative? Didn't even bother to try. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I'm just curious. Cause like in modern warfare, the way they set that up, we could play it together. Yeah. We could play through the campaign together, which is really cool. And I don't feel like it, it loses any of its pizzazz, mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. But this one, it kind of sounds like there's no way you could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's no way that you could have cooperative play. And I, I don't, I, I, quick look through i'm not seeing anything where you can play through the game cooperatively mm-hmm. i asked that question and now i'm i'm kind of looking through it right um now real quick uh, scan it real quick yep and, and like i'm not seeing anything so like that's kind of sad in and of itself so yeah it makes me feel like this was an afterthought and like not to justify it right mm-hmm. they had now granted who was this one made by i'm sorry you said uh, that uh, Treyarch and Raven Software. Okay. Um, so, you know, Call of Duty is owned by the two different companies. Modern Warfare is made by the other one. This one made by, of course, them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've come together and they've joined up in Warzone. So during that time period, I bet you they had to have been working out all of that shit and trying to, like, share software and information and technology and like hey how do we take our two publishing company or development companies right mm. and combine them so that we can bring this all into this one platform that's i'll honestly say it like warzone i think has basically like reunite reignited the call of duty franchise yeah. for a lot of people it has brought call of duty back to a frontline video game where you know it kind of lost its luster you know you you PUBG, fortnite apex overwatch those were starting to kind of take over the field in call of duty and battle battlefront um or battlefield sorry um kind of dropped to the wayside mm. which call of duty and battlefield were two of the original games like this um they kind of brought this this style and genre to gamers create it helped create competitive gaming you know along with counter-strike and halo uh so like warzone kind of re reignited that for them yeah so combining the two games it, I, in all honesty i think it was a wise move on their part but figuring out how to do that i think it I, talking about it, i'm it may have impacted the the storyline aspect because modern warfare didn't have that issue they didn't have to worry about working with Treyarch. you know mm-hmm. they were just we're going to create our own game we're going to develop our own storyline we're going to release it and that's that and then they went you know what we're going to develop warzone 
we're going to design Warzone. We're going to release Warzone. Boom. That's what they did. Because Warzone wasn't something that came with call a modern warfare right when it launched mm. i want to say like six seven months later was when warzone actually launched and everybody was kind of hesitant of it at first and so they they had the time you know what i mean you, you, like the they had the time to prepare for their stuff because their stuff came first <laughs> Where Treyarch had basically had to then scramble and go, well, how do we take our stuff and combine it with theirs? This is just a theory. Yeah. It's, it's all just a theory. Yeah. Because, like, I know some of the storylines for uh, the other Black Ops games, and they're, like, ten times better than this one. Like, so I, I don't understand why they would take that huge step back mm. unless if something interfered with their ability to create that epic story yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, I i i don't know i'm, I'm just kind of baffled by it i guess it's well and you know so right let's go into the reviews so metacritic pc 77 out of 100 ps4 76 out of 100 ps5 77 out of 100 um xbox series xs uh, 77 oh, out of 100. Uh, Game Informer, 8.75 out of 10. So these are similar slash slightly lower than Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 was. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of people are, you know, feeling kind of the same thing. It's it's not as good as that other one. Yeah. And I just drew the short straw and got to play this one <laughs> because well, my other I, one didn't work. I, again, six in one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Right. There are literally, I would say the the Call of Duty community, and I, I again, I'm not a big part of it. This is just from my interactions with some people and everything, and their discussions and and research that I did before we've done these. It's split down the middle between the two developers. Yeah, half of them like this development, half of them like this development. Because of that you never have one where both of all of the fans are like, Oh my God, <laughs> because the developments have different things. And I bet you, if I would have played through the single player, I would have experienced the same thing. The multiplayer in black ops is so much faster. I feel like I'm on crack. Yeah. Like I am just, I do not understand how a human being could move at this speed. <laughs> I just don't and, and still function the way that you're functioning in the game. It's too fast for what I'm used to and what I like. Yeah. And because of that, I prefer modern warfare over black ops. <laughs> so again, I, I even kind of fit into that, you know, there are certain things there and I don't know. Like I just, I'm kind of glad I didn't play through it. I'm kind of glad I didn't waste my time. I would have been pissed. Like, that was a waste. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? But with that, I guess I can talk on the multiplayer, and then there is one other aspect of this game. I don't know if you ever tried it. No, go for it. So there's multiplayer, and there's zombies. Yep. Did you play zombies? No. Oh, come on, man. It's zombies. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have played zombies before. It's fine, but... I gotta, I gotta admit, like, the other ones... So I've only played one other zombie mm. really before this one. No, I guess I did play the one in ghost. If that's, it's more of like an alien invasion, but 
Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I, all I can remember is like the original zombies from way back when, mm. and it, it's a it's a wave survive. That's yeah. all it is. Wave after wave after wave after wave after wave. This one's the same thing. I'll start off with zombies because I like zombies more. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's the same thing, but they added a storyline to it, which Ooh. really intrigued me. Yeah, like you, you. So basically, you find out Russian scientists found this virus thing right found out it was really dangerous so as they were experimenting on it they got locked in a bunker of course it it didn't go so well (laughs) there's a like literally a a fucking hydro collider and shit like that nice in this bunker and everything and it basically ripped a portal into another dimension all all this shit right you discover it later on and you're kind of like what the fuck so you're charged with dropping in, going in and, and doing some research because you've there's been some strange reports. Well, that's when the zombies start showing up. So you're killing off the zombies, but as you're killing off the zombies, you're collecting information. You're progressing through like a pseudo storyline where if you do this, then it triggers this, then it triggers this, then it triggers this. And you can kind of, you go into the... um. I, I can't remember what it's fucking what they call it the altered dimension or whatever <laughs> right and you're you're basically trying to fix this whole thing and stop it and it's some really infer- interesting information and there's a lot of really cool things that can be done and, and then there's the added aspect of well i have to survive long enough to keep triggering these next events that happen in this in this series of events that i'm trying to go for and there mm. is an actual ending to it like if you go through and you do all these things, you the very last thing is you basically call for evac. The evac comes, you hop on it, and you fly away, and boom, you're done. Mm. Like you survived. Um, I've never reached that, <laughs> never once. Uh, but like, it, it was it was really fun. It, it's it takes place basically in the same area as the first game, but in the first zombies, you're trapped in the house. In this one, you can actually, there's areas outside of the house. You can go down into the bunker underneath. There, there's all these other little things that you can do and unlock and all this stuff. Mm. So it was really fun. I think it's it's a lot more fun. It's one of those, it's a lot more fun the more friends you have. Yeah. But it's also a lot more difficult. Like, with every person that comes in, it, it fucking ups it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's fun. And you... I I don't know if they did it yet, but there was talk of them adding like another zombie map, mm. which I'm like, okay, that's cool because instead of just playing through this one map a billion times, because eventually that gets boring for me, there'll be a new map and then I can revisit the zombies and still have fun in a new area with a new storyline and new things. And so they, they did kind of like up it a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the multiplayer of course they brought back nuketown which everybody loves nuketown but nobody seems to love this nuketown um to me it's it's fucking nuketown it's the same layout it's the same thing the biggest problem that i had with the multiplayer was it was just too fast like i just it was so fast i felt like i couldn't control my actions Makes sense. I couldn't aim. I couldn't fire. I couldn't. I couldn't do any of that. I played a couple rounds of the multiplayer, 
and it was just like this is this is sickening to me mm-hmm. um but then again our buddy who's big big black ops fan i handed him the controller and he just fucking ran through it like it was no problem and i was like fuck dude and he's like this speed this is the speed i can do modern warfare no <laughs> and i'm like modern warfare is more real to me like this literally i feel like i'm i have a fucking jet pack and i'm just fucking soaring through <laughs> this level like it, it it's kill as fast as you fucking can and it, you know we both tend to play on hardcore mode which basically means one two shots you're 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 dead mm-hmm. so it, it literally is who pulls the trigger first which i'm to a certain extent i like to another extent it's like fuck you <laughs> you know yeah. like whatever but yeah it just it wasn't that great in my mind but that's because again i don't like the speed of which the game is played you enjoy that faster speed then yeah you're you love the multiplayer in this and then they did eventually incorporate it into warzone not a bad plan you could basically build your loadout either from modern warfare weapons or black op weapons, or a mixture of both. Hmm. And that was awesome. Except for the black ops weapons for the longest time were ungodly overpowered. <laughs> like, ungodly. There was one weapon, literally you could drop somebody in two shots. Nice. And it's a semi-automatic marksman rifle. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it, it was ridiculous. Like, I could unload any gun on you right and Mm. you basically as long as you shot me twice full armor first shot would break all of my armor second shot would kill me wow yeah it was it was ridiculous (laughs) and it for the length of time that they kept it broken Mm -hmm. was even more ridiculous so again it was by no fault of the players right Mm -hmm. but we all knew this weapon's ungodly overpowered. So what did a lot of people play with? That weapon. And in, and when we're talking that overpowered, that becomes a glitch to me. It it was an intentional glitch, but it's still a glitch. And you're choosing to play with that glitch. Mm. Like, it no longer becomes a test of skill because, you know, even a blind squirrel can find a nut. Yeah. It, it literally just... You sprayed and played, and two of your shots hit me, and now I'm down. Mm. That's that's all that was. And I saw plenty of videos of it, of complete fucking noobs spraying, praying with this gun, and it hit the guy twice, and he's down. Nice. And you're like, wow. <laughs> like, that just breaks it. There's no skill involved in that. I just literally point in a direction, and I just start fucking pulling the trigger right because it was semi-automatic so i you had to pull the trigger every time but even then fuck man it's i can pull that trigger pretty fucking quick and holy crap and i i did for shits and grins i leveled up the gun in zombies i leveled up the gun in zombies to not piss off other people i played two rounds with it and i went this is this is unfair Mm -hmm. i won both of my warzone matches with it because it's fucking it's totally unfair it was totally (laughs) broken and i hated it but they did add another feature they added an island 
the island is only like maybe one quarter of the size of Verdensk, which is the the war zone map from Modern Warfare. It's fast. Mm. It's fast paced. It's hardcore. The circle closes a lot faster. It was a lot more fun because it forces engagements a lot sooner and you your adrenaline like for me my adrenaline my adrenaline was just through the roof every time we dropped in because it was like oh shit i killed this guy oh my god there's somebody else coming like how is there another team on top of me so fucking quickly and it was just one after another after another after another i was like holy fuck this is this brutal. is quick. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal, but it was fun. Like I, I enjoy it. It's it's one of the ones that I do enjoy playing through if I don't play through BRs. But yeah, like the the multiplayer aspect, great. Zombies love it, but you gotta be a zombie fan. It but I, I do enjoy the fact that there was a story driven aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just how many waves can you survive through? It's yeah. can you survive through the waves? whilst doing this and oh yeah i said it like that for a reason (laughs) it was cool but like added an extra layer of challenge but gave you something to work towards and i'm one of those people if you give me something to work towards Mm. i'm totally in it that's what i want to do that's that's my goal accomplish this okay i accomplished that now can i accomplish that and this okay i did that now what's the next one okay now i gotta survive all three and I just keep pushing. Um, but yeah, so th- that was kind of cool. They they upped that up a little bit. But beyond that, that's all I played of Black Ops. <laughs> yeah. It that's just, all, folks. It just felt kind of weird. Like, there's like a weird cameo from, you know, President Ronald Reagan. There's a... Like actual footage because it, no 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 like like cgi render like so it starts off and you're just like in a briefing room and he comes in and i just i felt like you know it's like he came in they showed his face and there was like a moment of silence and then he sat down at the table and started talking it was kind of like dun, 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 is kind of oh. how i felt they do the same thing with gorbachev like you are you eventually are you know you are playing as uh what's his face dimitri yeah um and you know one of the things you do first is you go to a a meeting and you sit down and you're right on the left hand side of gorbachev and you know again it's the same kind of thing it's like gorbachev okay so what do we do (laughs) and i was just like i know i know that there is a market that there are people out there who are so in love with this time period right we had we had the same mentality for the assassin's creed games right if you freaking love viking culture assassin's creed valhalla is going to be right up your alley if you like the italian renaissance assassin's creed 2 is right up your alley and i feel like the same thing that this is the kind of thing where people who really love the cold war era and everything about it this is the game that they're going to want to play i unfortunately am not that person so sorry i it completely off topic you said valhalla yeah I was talking to my brother-in-law last night. Uh-huh. He's playing Valhalla. Okay. He's easily dumped 120 hours into this game. He 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 went through and did like basically everything else and explored the rest of the world and was getting all these epic items and everything like that. Mm. Like he's basically got everything done. He just needs to complete the storyline. Well, he's at the point in the storyline where you have to get the potion from the the sorceress the seer okay yeah the seer thank you 
and it takes you to Valhalla and then you go to the point where you're fighting against the waves of enemies mm. and once you defeat all the waves of enemies you can then progress he fights through the waves of enemies defeats all the waves and then it's like defeat the waves of enemies <laughs> he can't get past it oh no he can't go any further and he asked me last night he's like is this a main story point and i was like i i believe it is like i i don't think you can really progress further in the storyline without getting past this this instance of you know Valhalla and he was like fuck <sighs> and he's like what do I do and I said well you know I had that instance but I had that instance in like the first five minutes of the game yeah and he's like really and I said yeah the first time you go to the seer and the first time you go to Valhalla and you kind of follow Odin around and through and she, he's like oh yeah, yeah yeah like way back at the beginning of the game I was like, yeah, the seer wouldn't give me the potion to, like, go in. And, and I, I couldn't trigger it. And I only got as far as getting there, getting the walk around and the talk. And then I left and went back to the actual you know, normal part of the game. So I didn't even I, I didn't so I didn't get so I got farther than you, but I didn't get nearly as far as him. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And it, like, yeah. And he he's like, well, what did you have to do? And I said, I had to completely uninstall and delete my game save file and everything reinstall it and start a brand new game and he's like i don't want to fucking do that <laughs> are you kidding me and that's when he told me i put in 120 hours into this game ouch like i would lose all of this and he's like i don't I don't want to do that, but like at the same time, I I put in 120 hours in this game. I don't want to walk away. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, so you I, said Valhalla, and I was just like, "Here's another example of." Well, and and you know, I mean, and I don't mind sharing this story since you shared that one, and you know, we're running okay on time at this point. So there is a um, uh, there is a, a a guy who does electronic entertainment stuff. Okay, works works for a company that does a lot of this stuff. I follow him on Twitch. And lately I had been seeing a lot of things that were like, you know, yeah, jamming out to some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh yeah. Diving back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The last two notifications I got slogging my way through Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> Still slogging through Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I just have to sit there and be like, uh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh I saw something the other day about Odyssey, basically same thing where the the bad part about Odyssey is you can do filler without realizing it's filler. Mm -hmm. And you can continue to do filler without realizing it's filler until you complete it and then you realize this is just filler. Yeah, you're like, God, oh, this didn't actually help anything at all. Yeah. And there's so much of that mm. in Valhalla and Odyssey that it like it's exactly it's a slog. Yeah. Like, but I digress. You you said it. I'm sorry. It just it triggered in my mind when you said it. I was like, oh my God, this is No, I was really Here's an update. Well, I was gonna say, I was really hoping that you were gonna, you know, you were gonna be like, Oh yeah, no, he's playing it, he loves it, hasn't had any problems, and here is this here is this great you know, 900 IQ sort of explanation on all the stuff that we missed and, you know, oh, yeah, this is linked to this and this is foreshadowing yeah. that. And You still have the continuity issues. Uh, you still have it. Uh, I'm sorry. That first battle, there's no fucking way an assassin interrupts a one-on-one -on -one fight between two Vikings and she's just like, oh, my God, is he okay? <laughs> like, 
Is King Omega? <laughs> It'd be like, bitch, if he's still alive, I get to kill him first. <laughs> like, I, it just huge. I, I'm sorry. I, but different game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I digress. It, it was just something, again, it came up last night. I, you said it, and I was like, oh, my God. Here's a, here's a brief update on this game that was one of the first that we, we went over. Like, it, I consider that our first, like, little slog through the Assassin's Creed series. So here's an update on that. Yeah. <laughs> Still not so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, with this one, I, as I said, I'm, I'm glad I didn't play through the campaign. Yeah. I feel like they could have done a lot better. We, we discussed loads of different options that I'm like, yeah, if that would have happened, I would have been more interested. Um, and then the multiplayer, it's multiplayer. It's yeah. call of duty multiplayer. I, I don't really know how to get like, Yay! It's Call of Duty multiplayer. It's the same shit, yeah. different story. And if it's up your alley, you're gonna have a ton of fun. And if it's not, then you're not, and that's okay too. Yeah, but you I know? don't really have much more to say about anything. Do you? No, I mean pretty much. I, uh, like I've already stated, right? If this is right up, if this is the thing that you love, then you're gonna freaking love this. Otherwise, eh, I don't really think there's much here. Other games do everything this game does better. So, yeah, I would say eh, you could probably go ahead and leave this one alone. Um, so as far as storyline goes, as far as storyline, if you like the Black Ops multiplayer, yeah, it, it very much goes back to that style. It's, it's great. Yeah. But, don't get me wrong. Like other other games have better shooting mechanics. Other games have better story. Other games have better graphics. Other games have better twists. The, the the multiplayer is where this stuff is at and if that's what your bag is then yeah you're gonna love it because it's just more of the same and it's great and that's awesome so but yeah like i said for me eh, not so much so um so thanks for tuning in you guys really appreciate you all check us out on facebook game on presented by no tokens required or hit us up on our Podbean if that's where you're listening to us. Rate us, review us, let us know how we're doing. You know, the only way we're going to get better and grow is with your guys' help. You know, let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Tell your friends, anyone that you think might be interested. And we're really just trying to, to get ourselves more out there. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's listening so far. So I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.